Hello, I'm Amoli and this is UX Girl. Welcome back. Okay, let's address the elephant in the room. It's been a while. It's been many, many months. I'm not going to look at the last date that I recorded this on, but I know it's been a long time. So I cannot even say it was a hiatus. I cannot even say it was a small break. It really felt like it was over, but I knew in my head and my heart that this was not over. I just had to get through some life things and, you know, things just got in the way and I didn't feel right about doing this. I honestly didn't have the energy for this with everything else going on. So just had to take a step back and wait until things took a turn. So we're here today. I'm not going to explain myself a lot more, but just want to say I'm sorry. But I'm here and I'm excited. I'm really excited for this again. I have a few thoughts about what I want to change. I'll keep wanting to change things up, but at the core, we're still UX Girl. And if you are new here, UX Girl is this podcast that I started out of boredom and curiosity. It's an interesting mix, you know. Um, I had all this time on my hand because, hello, we were quarantined we were locked down and I was at home working from home but I had all this other time that I wanted to use so this kind of crossed my mind and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it but I did want to use this medium of audio and podcasts to do something so that's kind of where it sparked from but um, it became something I'm very proud of because I I'm able to reflect on my journey as a designer through this podcast. And it's it's always good to do that as a designer. It's something that we were taught in school to, you know, every few milestones that you hit, turn around, look at where you came from, look at the process you went through, look at what you were excited about, what you were not so excited about, because then when you take that next step forward, it's a lot more intentional. You know what you're coming from and where you want to go towards. If you want to change courses, if you are interested in something more, you want to dig deeper, you can go and you can maneuver yourself to go there. So I just like to reflect and this has been a very good opportunity for me to do that. All right. So Let's start with today's episode. All right, so in today's episode, I'm going to talk about an application that has pretty much taken over my life and everybody's lives at this point. Uh, it's You have to be you know, living under a rock if you don't know the app that I'm going to talk about. I am, of course, talking about TikTok. And as of today, as of right now, it's probably the most popular social media app amongst um, today's generation, which is primarily the young adults, the teenagers. And I want to say it's expanded to like all age groups now at this point. Yes, TikTok is extremely popular. And I might touch on some of those points about what makes it so popular in a moment. But I want to start by adding a disclaimer to this episode that because I'm going to talk about a social media app, I want to just right away say that 
this is not about the business side of this application or this company or this product where you know you can read about the numbers and you can read about the growth and you can read about the users um because i think you can find all that information anywhere else there's enough people who are doing these case studies and probably experts at it and i'm also not going to talk about it from a social commentary perspective which again i think there's overlap with design but i don't want to bring my own bias into this i have opinions about social media applications and what it means for us as a society but i don't think it's fruitful for this conversation in this setting where i want to focus on the design so just be aware that i'm not going to talk about these things but i'm sure there's enough that we can talk about in those areas all right so that being said let's let's start talking about the design of tiktok okay so i'm going to go over it in a few ways but i'll start by the app and what it is all right so obviously it is a video sharing social app um or video creating social app so yes there is that creative aspect to it where if you are an entertainer of any kind if you're an artist if you have any kind of skill and you can make a video about it whether you're talking about it um for the purposes of using your voice to share it with others to spread awareness tiktok is a very good platform for you for that because it is made for creative creativity it's made for your voice to reach a large audience for it to be heard for lots of people to watch and learn um something about your skill or about you it is by far one of the biggest platforms as a creator and and i talk about social where yes there's creativity but it doesn't sit by itself because people can interact with it and people can comment on it they can share it they can like it all of those features um engage people in a conversation around any of these works of art or videos or topics or whatever you want to call it so there is that social aspect to it and that's essentially what tiktok does you know it's not something that is rocket science it's been done before in other ways it's a feature that exists in many other applications that are not primarily about video sharing but they have it as a feature so then you know when we think about it what sets tiktok apart of course tiktok was not the first of its kind um youtube has been there for a while vine was another very popular video sharing app tiktok is kind of using the best and worst of all of these case studies and it's come together as a new way of doing things but it does a lot of things right and that's why it works so first thing that it does right is that it's optimized for mobile it which means that it is most naturally and most comfortably viewed on your phones on your smartphones of course not to say that we don't have other devices we all have computers we all have ipads and you know slightly larger screens and you can obviously use tiktok on those too but when i say it's optimized for mobile i mean to say 
it is best viewed in your hand in your phone and again that's just a sign of our times people watch movies on their mobile phones by you know turning their phone around in that landscape view and they'll watch in that tiny screen nobody really cares so much they want to watch from the comfort of their bed and you know sitting wherever they are so that's why there's a lot more engagement with mobile apps and people want to be able to watch these shows and videos on their phone so obviously tiktok does that right and it's optimized for mobile which means most videos on tiktok are vertical it is meant for vertical video so from edge to edge top to bottom you are seeing content at once there's no gaps there's no interruptions it's just the entire screen is taken up by the video the other reason why it's optimized for mobile if you look around the ui that kind of floats on top of the video it's all focused in that bottom to bottom right area and that's again very intentional because of the way your phone naturally sits in your palm and in your hand usually people are holding it with one hand typically there are more right-handed than left-handed people so it's usually in your right hand not to say that it's not optimized for left-handed people it's just one of those things where if you have to lean in a certain direction you want to lean in the direction that most people would prefer so it has a lot of um interactive tools at the bottom and the bottom right not the bottom left and that's all based on how we hold our phone and where our fingers can reach while we're holding the phone so yeah that's where your fingers can reach and that's why all the tools are there your like share comment buttons are all in that area so it's easy to reach now you might be wondering what does that have to do with being optimized for mobile because actually you can tap anywhere um so what's interesting about that is because all of our screens are touch screens there's no tactile feedback when you're tapping on a screen or typing or interacting with something so your eye and your gaze follows your fingers now can you imagine if the app forced you to go from top to bottom left to right searching for different tools versus if it's in that area where your hand already is there um, and it's easy for your eyes to just go in that small area um, it all makes a, a difference and it all makes sense and it's ever so subtle but it works and that's why most apps actually do the same thing um, so that's another reason why it's optimized for mobile the other thing that that really works in in the case of tiktok is that the experience of entering the application from the point of downloading it on your phone is so easy it's like the content comes first remove all the barriers that are there in the in the way of you from opening the app and reaching the first video in the app so that means that even though you might have to sign up or create a TikTok account, you can still use the application without that. It's free to use. The content is the first thing you will see when you turn it on, when you open it, and it's already taking up your entire screen. 
So um, I'm not going through the entire process of like signing up and all of that, but those are there optionally, but it's not the first thing you would need to do to be able to use the app. And again, it affects the way we would want to use it as users. I went for a year without creating an account on TikTok and I had it for that whole year and I used it every single day and I was perfectly fine without needing an account. I could use it just the same as anyone with an account. Obviously, there are some things that are tied to your pro profile and to your account and eventually that's why I ended up making one. But if I was just gazing, if I was just casually using it, I would be okay. So these are all of these reasons are why TikTok is so easy to use, so natural. It feels very natural to use um, and it's optimized for mobile. Now, coming to another aspect of the design, and this is more where we're getting into the behavioral science of it or the persuasive technology part of it. What are some of these things that it has done to keep people engaged? to keep users in this state of flow. And the state of flow can be described as that optimal point at which you are equally engrossed and not bored and something is happening. It's either challenging you in some way or something's changing, there's movement. And that's something that a lot of game designers study very heavily because game design exactly does that, where as you're going through the game and you're getting better at the game, the level of difficulty is also increasing. In, and it has to be that optimal uh, level where you don't have to leave the game. You know, you come back and you want to play because otherwise users might give up or they might find it too easy and finish it. So state, keeping that state of flow in a game is the biggest challenge and then for these addictive apps for apps that want you to stay in and continue to interact with it they do all kinds of tricks to keep you in that state of flow so what is one of the things that tiktok does if you think even a little you come up with so many things that it does to keep you engaged one of the things that's most obvious is that the videos loop so if you remember vine Vine used to share six second long videos and it was a very interesting challenge as a creator. Like how do you create a more compelling story, a more interesting um, video with that time limit, with six seconds. So TikTok of course is not six, it's I think 15 is the least and I think about three minutes is the longest you can go. So it is still short form video, but it's it's uninterrupted. It's looping every single time. The moment you watch one video, it's not going to pause. It's not going to say, okay, can you click on the next one and we'll play it? So that's what YouTube used to do before auto autoplay came into the picture. And you might wonder where autoplay comes from. I think one of the most famous case studies for autoplay is actually Netflix. Um, and all of these streaming services have copied Netflix. But you know how you binge watch shows on Netflix and you don't mean to sometimes. 
It's just that it will automatically start playing the next episode as that current episode is ending. And it will it will show you that it's going to start. It'll give you some time. That time is just enough for someone to not care to get up and stop. Um, and that's how it, you know, it keeps playing. So it's like a 10 second window or something. And you're like, oh, whatever, let it just play. I'll watch another one. It's too short of a time for you to make that firm decision. Imagine if it was like 60 seconds. Would you would you be as addicted to Netflix? Would you be binge watching as many shows? Probably not. So autoplay again is one of those things that keeps people in the state of flow. Um, the other thing that I kind of talked about was the short form videos. Again, it's a sign of our times that we have very low attention spans as a generation. We cannot be occupied for a long period of time. We cannot be engrossed. And that's why it's been a struggle, honestly, for online classes, because now people have to pay attention for an hour to a screen and watch someone talk. So it's been a challenge both from the teacher side and the student side. But TikTok is kind of doing away with all that because all the videos are at least 15 seconds and at most three minutes, which is still pretty short compared to YouTube. And what ends up happening is within a short amount of time, you end up watching so many different things on TikTok. You, you know, there's so much going on and you can keep going through endlessly and you will find something new. So it keeps you into it. It keeps you like wanting to discover the next thing. And the way that's brought about, again, if you think about it from a behavioral science perspective, those interactions are so easy. There's that ease of use, that naturalness, that, um, you know, the swipe interaction or the scrolling interaction. They're so easy to do. They are not complicated from a interactive perspective. You don't have to tap a number of things to get to the next video. You just have to scroll. And again, this pattern comes from casinos, actually. There's that pull to refresh interaction where if you pull something, it'll loop a little and then you are rewarded with something new. That happens in all applications that have that infinite timeline, like Twitter, Instagram, all of that. TikTok also has infinite timeline. And every time you scroll, something new appears. So you want to keep doing it. There's reward at the end of that interaction. And, you know, your brain's not processing all of this. This is all someone has studied and found that this is to be true. And then they have fed it into the application and into the product. So they're training you in a way to stay there, to not leave. You really have to like break away from whatever you're doing in TikTok. You've spent like 45 minutes all of a sudden without realizing and you have to really like look at the time or something has to happen to interrupt you from outside and make you realize that, hey, you need to get on with your life. So all of these things keep you addicted, keep you in that state of flow. And they're all working in the favor of TikTok. And finally, you know, I cannot not address the... The most important thing, the most important reason why TikTok is a success, because even if all of these things were working for it so far, it would not work 
without the content. The content is really the key. And I'm not going to talk about it from a creator angle. Like I said, there's enough and more research on it from there. But if we come back to the design and the tech part of it, um, there's a few things to think about when it comes to the content. If you think about the algorithm, um, no two TikTok feeds are the same. And the longer you, you use the application, the more, pers the more strong its persona of you is there. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you could come in as a complete stranger, but the moment you start using the application and you use it for a considerable amount of time, it has built this persona of who you are inside of it just so it can feed you the most appropriate things that you want to watch. And without you having to tell it that, hey, I don't like this, or without you having to say, I like this. Of course, you can do all those things. You can definitely train the algorithm yourself. But even if you didn't do anything, it will know because it picks up these data points at any point that you're interacting with it. So if you allowed a video to loop 10 times, it's understanding something about you. If you scrolled from a video within the first three seconds, it's understanding something about you. And these are just random numbers I'm throwing. It's got thousands of data points on one single video, one single person, and the way that person is touching the screen in TikTok. So if you think about that, you know, your mind is blown because now you realize how much it knows about you. And again, there's all these privacy concerns about all of this. Not going to talk about it, but I'm just going to say these concerns are very legitimate because it's creepy how accurate some of these um, some of these videos are. You know, when you watch them, you're like, wait, this person is literally me. <laughs> this person is saying all the things that I'm feeling or how do they know this is my exact sense of humor or how do they know that I like to eat Trader Joe's or I enjoy um, collecting different kinds of notebooks and stationery. But that's one part of it. Yes, it feels like it's extremely creepy and it knows who you are. But the other part of it is that the reality is that we really are not that different from each other. And it really makes you feel less special as a person. But face it, you're not a snowflake. I mean, there are so many other things that make you unique and yourself. But in terms of what we like and how we behave and what we um, do on the application on TikTok are similar. And it's able to just find those things and connect them to each other. And we're all going through some sort of collective trauma right now with the pandemic. So it feels even more creepy and accurate because there's just so many things that this pandemic has brought upon our mental health and people are talking about it on TikTok. And then I'm watching those things and I'm thinking, wait, how does TikTok know me so well that it's showing me the exact video that I needed to watch? And there's there's a lot of uh, studies that have been conducted on this, about the data points, about the algorithm. Um, something that's interesting that I read was that if you're actually going through a mental health problem and you are on TikTok, um, they found that you know it's not actually alleviating the problems. 
it's um, kind of making them more pronounced, which is really sad because yes, you know, you can connect with what someone else is thinking if they're going through the same kind of problems as you, but it doesn't really soothe you because it just makes you feel worse. So they've actually said that if you are feeling like this, it's probably better to cut down instead of doing it more. And it's hard because it's that that's exactly why you shouldn't be using it. But, um, you know, the brain affects us in that way. That's just a side note I wanted to just share because I read about this and I found it quite interesting. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up with respect to content and uh, creativity is that there's so much creative freedom as a content creator, as a video creator on TikTok. There's so many tools, so many features, so many filters, um, so many challenges, and they're all community driven. But yes, there's so much tech to support it that as a creator, you would probably just want to explore. Even if you didn't have like something that was post worthy, you would just want to like learn how to video edit with this specific tool or filter or inbuilt, um, just inbuilt feature in the application. So there's that whole creator platform, which has infinite amounts of things that you can do. So you don't have to be a professional. Anyone can do it. It's very accessible. And because there's so many videos you're seeing in a single minute, because there's so many people on the platform because of its surging popularity, and there's so many creators on the platform posting about relatable things, there's also a creation of so many sub-communities, so many subcultures within the application. People are able to socialize with people who have the exact same likes and dislikes. They're finding friends, they're finding long lost relatives. It's become quite magical when you think about it. There's something for everyone on TikTok and it's, yeah, it's just phenomenal what's happened. And I really appreciate it. Um, even though I have all of my, my reservations with social media applications, I, feel like TikTok is doing a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. I'm not even talking about the issues with like the race stuff or just bullying in general. Like there's so many problems that it's brought on too, but I have to appreciate that as a designer, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a strong design um force behind TikTok, behind the product, which means there's probably a really good set of really smart people who are communicating with each other, who are ideating together, who are coming up with these best practices, using very familiar patterns, but then also innovating in a way that's never been done before. And it's like this amalgamation of so many things that happened historically and failed and then it's it's not forgotten, but it's being used in a different way and it's helping people. So that was my episode on TikTok. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going through this new format and I hope I was right in my assumptions about you know things that happened on the back end with the product side or the tech side or the design side. 
I obviously don't know anyone who works at TikTok and I haven't spoken to them either. I've never actually talked about the design of TikTok. So it would be interesting to know how wrong or far off I am from what is actually going on. Like it's very possible that I'm very wrong and it would be nice. So if you actually know anything or know any different, uh, please share with me. Um, I would love to talk more about this. And yeah, there's so many things I didn't cover, of course. So we'd love to continue talking about that too. And lastly, I want to just say I'm so happy to be back on this. I hope to continue for a long time. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next one.